Today's episode is sponsored by Smart Jewels Institute. If you're looking for online courses along with an online community where you can take classes with personal development coaches, financial education coaches, and even health and wellness experts, visit the link that we have in our show notes to sign up to be a Smart Jewels today and to also be engaged, empowered, and educated. Y'all, this is King Jules. We are back. We are back yet again for another very special edition. We are back for another very special edition. Uh, I had some technical uh, difficulties on Thursday, uh, but nevertheless, we're not making excuses. Uh, We are back uh, for the Run the Jewels vidcast series, episode 60. Uh, we're keeping this thing rolling all month for those that have been tuning in. Uh, this whole month's theme is on family values. And so, um, of course, you have myself uh, this Saturday morning. Shout out to all those uh, who are, again, enjoying this beautiful uh, weather as we get ready to transition into the fall. Uh, I'm your host, King Jules, Julian Smartrimple. Uh, I'm going to be covering uh, the title of Aligning Values for Your Future Spouse. And so uh, this is episode 60 of the Run the Jewels Big Cast podcast series. Uh, We thank you for tuning in on this Saturday morning. Uh, If you're not able to watch, definitely catch the replay uh, because we want to keep consistency uh, with all of the episodes. We're already on 60. I've only missed um, one or two out of 60. So I'll take those numbers uh, for success rate um, because we are again having you every week um, hit basically all the episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, definitely next month of October, it's going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the rest of this year. Uh, you won't want to miss the jewels that we have in store. And so if you have missed any of the episodes, uh, definitely feel free uh, to go back and watch the replays uh, today. Uh, we're going to be doing it a little bit different. You saw the video uh, introduction by Toby Nwigwi, uh titled Shine, the live experience. And so we are going to be showing uh, some other video clips along with me giving my own perspective on what my core values are uh, for aligning myself with my future spouse. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I'm single. And so uh, regardless, if I had a guest uh, for this past Thursday, I was just going to share Uh, some key jewels and principles uh, that I abide uh, in choosing my potential mate and my potential spouse, and then also um, values that I hold dear to me, uh, even when I am dating or in a relationship with any woman that is that is going to be my girlfriend. So uh, definitely uh, you will want to catch the jewels uh, for all the single men or even for the single ladies. Uh, I'm going to uh, be dropping some key uh, principles that you should look for and also that you uh, may consider in aligning your own values with your future spouse, whether you're a man or a woman, a king or a queen. uh, These are all good principles to abide by. Uh, I'm going to be showing a video. uh, It's a short video uh, by the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe. It covers um, a good uh, introduction uh, to what I'm going to be touching on from my um, beliefs and my testimonies when it comes to core values that I have. And uh, without further ado, uh, let's get ready to hear from Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, he's definitely 
um, deceased, if you didn't know already, but he still has very much so core principles and core values uh, that I think uh, would be relevant towards this topic. And so uh, definitely tune in. Uh, this is episode 60 of the Run the Jewels Vidcast podcast series, Aligning Values for Your Future Spouse, a special Saturday edition since we weren't able to get through on Thursday evening. Uh, but nevertheless, we still are going to make this thing happen. So tune in to this video that we're about to watch and catch the jewels, y'all. When you read the first marriage in history, it's found in the constitution of our country. Section Genesis, subsection 2, article 24. Here's what it says. First of all, it says, God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. It's very important. The word Eden means spot. It means delightful spot. It means open door. It's a complicated word. It's a spot on the earth where, for the moment, God has an open door from heaven on earth. That's where God put the man in his presence. It's the presence of God. But when God made the first male, he put him in this presence. The first thing God gave the man was his presence. Eden. So the first thing a man needs is not a woman. The most important thing a man needs, a male needs, is the presence of God. And a woman should meet you in the presence of God. Some women amazed me. They leave the presence of God, go in the bush to find a brother, and then try to drag him back to the presence. Come on, he's going to come, brother. Oh, yes, you will. Eve meant Adam in Eden. And then the next thing God told the male, one simple word. Genesis 2 verse 15. Work. Can I say it again? Work. God gave man work before woman. Everybody say, work before woman. That means a man needs a job before he gets a woman. God's priorities are very clear. Hmm? The third thing God told a man, Genesis 2.15, he says, cultivate. Cultivate means to bring out the best in everything around you. To maximize the potential of everything around you. To make everything fruitful. He only said that to the male. That's why God will never give a male a finished woman. The male was created by God to create what he wants. The woman you're looking for, brother, doesn't exist. She's in your head. Your job is to take the raw material you married... And cultivate it into the woman in your head. So you've been married for 20 years and you still don't like the product you get. That's your fault. Jesus Christ is a real man. He's a real man. A real man. Jesus Christ has a wife, a woman, a beautiful woman. Her name is Ecclesia. He said about his wife, he says, husband, love your wife. Like, I love my wife. Now you can tell us how to do it. He says, you wash her with the word. 
Then you remove every spot, every wrinkle, every blemish, and present her to yourself. So when you see your husband, just keep telling him, cultivate your baby, cultivate your baby, cultivate your baby. If your wife putting on a little bit of weight, and you don't like the fact she's putting on weight, don't criticize her. Wake her up, six o'clock, come baby, let's go jog. Cultivate you, cultivate you, come on baby, go, come on baby, come on, come on baby. You don't like her dress? Take it down to Saturday Avenue. And you pay for it. Come on ladies, help now, ladies, help now, ladies, help now, ladies, help now. Cultivate me, baby. She can't speak good English, send her to school and pay for the <laughs> tuition. The fourth thing God told the man, he says, guard the garden. The male is supposed to be the protector of everything under his care. That's why God gave you a stronger bone frame, a bigger muscle mass, not to abuse the woman, but to protect the woman. The last thing God gave the man was his word. God says, Adam, do not touch the tree. God never told the woman about the tree. Never. Which means the male was the only one who got the word of God. His job was to teach his wife the word of God. Nothing can frustrate a woman faster than this statement. A woman will always ask a man, so what do you think? And that dummy would answer, what do you think? Don't do that, brother. Don't do that. She looking for knowledge and direction. Now watch this. That was the last command God gave the man. Just the truth. That's verse 15 and 16 and 17. Then in verse 18, God said, It's not good for this man to be alone. Now, don't just read the statement fast. Slow down. It's not good for this man to be alone. What man? The man who is in his presence, working, can cultivate you, can protect you, and teach you the word. Got it, Pastor? So, here's the problem. If you meet a man who don't like his presence, ain't working, can't cultivate you and improve you, can't protect you, and don't know God's word, it is good for that man to be. So, those are the... So... As you saw uh, just now, when it came towards uh, that short uh, little quick video, uh, shout out to the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, he's uh, uh, a man of Bohemian descent uh, from the Bahamas. And so a uh, shout out to all those who have family in the Bahamas uh, due to uh, the last catastrophe with the hurricane. Uh, he comes from great soil, uh, but he definitely, uh, for those that don't know, uh, was an evangelist, uh, entrepreneur, businessman, and definitely um, a speaker on all different waves and all different walks, uh, specifically on entrepreneurship, relationship, and also the importance of finding your purpose and manifesting your giftings that God has given you. And so one of the uh, key principles that I saw in that video uh, that definitely is spot on with the subject of aligning your values for your future spouse is that uh, us as men, uh, because 
Uh, I'm a black man. I'm speaking from uh, African-American heterosexual uh, man's perspective also, too. Uh, when it comes to uh, aligning yourself with uh, a woman, a girlfriend, a potential spouse, a mate, um, a lot of times uh, women, as those queens that are watching, uh, do uh, tend to always tell me some of my female friends and my sisters, my homies, uh, they let me know. Um, they always inquire about where are we going? What is this about? always asking what, when, and why type questions when they do find male pursuer, pursuers uh, that are wanting to uh, grab their hand or to seek their attention. And for us men, uh, I've also been guilty of this, not just other men, uh, but sometimes uh, men will try to flip the script and say, what do you want? Uh, where do you want this to go? How do you want this to, to end? And uh, that just goes against what the natural um, frame of order is that we as men, we as kings, uh, we have to know where we are going. We have to know what we are doing and we have to know specifically what our purpose is and what are we called to do. Uh, another key principle from the video uh, definitely touched on a woman, uh, the queens that are listening. Um, a man should not basically finds you outside of his work and by his work um uh, miles monroe uh, the late and great dr miles monroe does a key analysis on your work is not your job uh, your work is where uh, you are called to uh, what your your passion sector is uh, what your influence uh, sector is and what things that you do easy that others may deem hard when it comes to um, manifesting their giftings and their talents that God has given them. And so um, typically when you are uh, trying to date, especially here in Atlanta, uh, we know this is hot Atlanta. Uh, it was hot girl summer is about to end in literally one day when fall hits on the 23rd of September. Uh, but we know that the male to female ratio here in Atlanta is alarming. I think it's already now, I think, nine or 10 to one, 10 females to one male. Uh, but when it does come to church, because there's a church on every corner here in Atlanta, shout out to all the churches uh, in the ATL. I actually attend Victory World Church based out of Norcross, uh, Georgia, but I'm at the Midtown campus that meets at the gathering spot on Sundays at 9, 30, 11 and 1 p.m. So shout out to Pastor Mo and Pastor Kendra at Midtown, Victory Midtown. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you as a woman and my friends as women typically are trying to meet their potential spouse or their potential mate uh, outside of their work or possibly even outside of the church. And Dr. Miles Monroe, uh, he had mentioned on that video that a lot of uh, women that are single or that are widowed or even divorced uh, tr try to pull their men uh, back into church uh, because um, they're not meeting, I guess, their potential mates or their potential spouse while they are in service, while they are in uh, church events, while they're in conferences, while they're in uh, different um, opportunities or resources that the church may provide. And so for those who are believers, because uh, I am speaking uh, for myself being a believer in the triune God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, we have to ask ourselves, why is this that we're constantly looking 
uh, for a potential spouse or a potential mate outside of where we deem as believers the foundation, uh, which is the church of where you should go to commune with others, where you should go uh, to get a solid word, where you should go uh, to get prayer, uh, to get supplication and to also even get deliverance from things that we're struggling with. And so one of the key principles um, that uh, a man should know when he is choosing his spouse is, again, what is your calling? What are you called to do? What is your purpose? What do you value? These are key principles that you have to know the answer to as a man before even choosing your spouse. What have I been called here to do? Where am I called to serve and to lead? And also, how or who can I align myself with that also has similar values towards my value system? So where are you called to serve or to lead? What is my purpose or what is my gift that I've been given to accomplish while here on earth? And who or in, and where can I align myself with the core values that I have to help me uh, achieve, uh, again, this purpose that I've been given? And so um, things that I know that I would always uh, recently in, in prior relationships, especially in my last two relationships, I would always um, base who I am with and also uh, who I invested my time in based off of if they met some of my, some of my core values. Um, if the relationship didn't work, as uh, many of them uh, have not worked or have not been successful in terms of the person being my, my spouse uh, right, right now at this day and age, in this moment, in this season, uh, I've still always never uh, shied away from the core values that I basically uh, are, am led by when it comes to choosing a potential soulmate or even a potential spouse. And so I'm going to just go through some of the core values um, that I hold myself to that I had listed, especially within the last five to, to seven years. Uh, and I've been in two relationships in the last uh, five to seven years. And so Again, these are things that I had to really sit down with myself, really uh, in much prayer, fasting and also in talking to other uh, married men, not single men. Uh, that's another key jewel. Uh, if you are trying to get married and trying to receive a spouse uh, for all the kings that are watching, you need to be surrounding yourself with successful married men, not men uh, or, or young young boys that are out in the streets. Uh, that are literally uh, in a marriage or in a situation and that they are not really um, trustworthy or even uh, showing excellence in their character if they're with uh, someone who is considered their wife or their spouse. And so we are looking for uh, kings. We are looking for uh, men of God. And we are also looking for or you should be looking for uh, men of standard, not ones that, again, are loosey goosey, uh, fly by night type type men or even uh, weak men especially if you are trying to get your crown as a king. And so uh, that's also something that I chose to do. Uh, I've been involved always in uh, different churches that I've been a part of. Shout out uh, to um, Linked Up uh, Ministries. Shout out to uh, Faith Christian Center uh, that used to be in uh, Smyrna, Georgia. I think now they're in Austell. And also shout out to Destiny Metropolitan Worship. Uh, all three of those uh, churches here in the metropolitan uh, uh, city of Atlanta have definitely molded me when it comes to thinking about marriage and thinking about your future spouses from their men's uh, ministries. And so if you are not plugged in uh, to men's support groups, 
um, men ministries or even um, men organizations uh, that have strong, strong willed men that are especially married or engaged and looking to be married. Um, that's definitely something I would suggest to get involved in if you want to be married, that is. And so uh, what I had learned from uh, previous um, classes and workshops and also even Bible studies uh, that we took were 10 core values uh, that I had to be real with myself and say that these are not uh, deal breakers of being a list, but these are are just guidelines and a blueprint for which I'm going to follow so that I am successful with choosing my future spouse. One of the uh, top things, which was, I think, number one is, does this woman, uh, does this lady, does this queen, uh, does she uh, value and also uh, deliver excellence in what she does? And so when I mean excellence, I'm speaking of uh, really, is she someone that's going to be looking to cut corners? Uh, is she someone that is going to be lazy? Is this person someone uh, that is going to be whimsical with completing certain projects or even finding her purpose or her mission uh, so that she can actually act and, and also walk in her passion sector? Um, is she going to be someone that is uh, OK and satisfied with mediocrity? Uh, or is she someone that's going to go the extra mile to uh, complete things with excellence? Is she going to do it at the highest standard of what she can do it at? Uh, this is a key value for not just um, uh, women uh, of, of being chosen as a spouse, but even uh, for some women, uh, you need to ask the mate or the potential uh, mate that you are with. Does this person deliver excellence in what he does or what she does? Is she someone that is, again, trustworthy when it comes to are they going to cut corners? Are they going to be lazy with with their purpose or do they even know their purpose, let alone? And so excellence should be, I think, on the radar for most men and most women, especially if you are not married yet. Also, which is probably the most important thing, if not uh, definitely in my top three, what is this person's faith? Uh, as me being a, a believer in Jesus Christ, the, the Holy Ghost and also my father, God, um, I can't be unequally yoked with someone who is not a believer. Um, I don't mean that is a, a sometimes believer, someone who is uh, I'm only a believer because my parents taught me, <laughs> taught me growing up to uh, go to church and to and to um, to worship God. I'm speaking about someone that knows God and definitely knows Jesus and even is familiar in in knowing the Holy Spirit for themselves. Not about what their parents taught them, not about what their friends taught them or even about uh, how they were culturally raised. But do you know Jesus? Uh, do you know God for yourself? Uh, can you get a prayer through when I need you to pray for me or when I need you to cover me in prayer? Do you even pray over your food, let alone do you even know how to pray? These are key things that I, I always value when it comes to my second core value, which is do you have faith? Even when times get rough, are you someone that's always going to uh, be getting down on yourself, uh, always going to be in depressive state, in a depressive state? Are you someone that um, knows how to get themselves out of a funk, as my mom calls it? When you're in a funk, if you're having life hit you uh, with a ton of bricks, are you able to recover and, and also um, just be delivered from whatever situation and also uh, struggles that you may be dealing with? How? is your faith. Are you someone that is uplifted or are you someone that's always needing to get a pull up or needing to always have someone get you out of a situation? And so where is the faith at? That's a that's a top a top 3 uh value for myself. Um 
Third one, which is most important, uh, do you have education and are you um, surrounding yourself with empowerment? Um, myself being um, a motivational speaker and also uh, a future uh, definitely like coach in all in all, whether it's spiritual coach, life coaching or even personal development coaching. I'm definitely going to be surrounded by education, not um, man-made education from the traditional school setting. I'm speaking about even self-education. I'm speaking about even street education. Is this someone uh, that is always searching for information that is, is that is always researching, that is always not taking the pastor's word or even um, their parents' word for this being literal or this being um, biblical? Like, are you doing your own research to find out if this person is giving their opinion or is, or if this is your truth of what you believe in based off of what you have researched and how you have have even prayed about certain things that you are seeing, whether it's through the media, whether it's through um, the church, whether it's through politics. Are you someone that is always going to be researching and again, searching for truth? Uh, I'm always surrounding myself with truth seekers. I can't have any lame ducks, as I like to say, around me or, or lame squares uh, that are not educated. And I don't mean traditionally educated. I mean, even street educated. And also, are they even educated when it comes to spiritual things? And so um, there's a lot of people that are on the street, especially here in Atlanta, that live under the bridges um, uh, in the bypass of 85 or 75 downtown. Uh, that I, I will sometimes uh, have a conversation or strike up a conversation with them. They smarter than the average person with a doctorate out here. Uh, they just uh, are going through struggles or rough patches in life. Some of them may be hustlers. Some of them may be fiends out there. But at the end of the day, um, some of those some of those uh, brothers and sisters that are out there, uh, they are smarter than the average uh, doctorate holder or even master's degree holder or even a bachelor's uh, degree holder. And so. Uh, you have to know that at the end of the day, uh, if you choose to give up on life, that's on you. But at the end of the day, my spouse is going to be someone that has to be educated and also be looking for empowerment. Uh, where are you surrounding yourself with empowerment workshops? Uh, are you going to church? Even that's a big thing. Are you surrounding yourself uh, with people that are at a higher level of where you want to be in life? So how are you empowering yourself? Also, number four. Because uh, we're going to go through these these last few uh, pretty quickly. Health. Health is a big portion of what I value, well, not just in myself, but even in my future spouse. Those who have known me uh, for some time uh, know how important my personal health is to me, mental, physical and spiritual health, not just physical. Um, recently, over the last two and a half years, I went uh, vegan and um, I actually in the last year, probably year and a half, went alkaline vegan. And there is a difference for all those folks that are on the bandwagon, especially here in Atlanta with Slutty Vegan, uh, Tassili's, all, all across um, all across local vegan. We got tons of restaurants here that are vegan friendly. Uh, there is a difference between alkaline vegan and also traditional vegan or veganism. And so you, you may want to research that. But um is my future spouse going to consider her health a priority, mental, physical and spiritual, not just, again, physical? How is your spiritual health? Are you someone that is, again, struggling spiritually or are you even seeking after um, your, your spiritual health being increased or being um, a priority? What about your mental health? We talked about that on a few segments uh, already for this year. 
Uh, are you someone that is is against uh, receiving um, therapy or receiving counsel? Or are you someone that tries to uh, grab life by the horns on your own skin or by your own will versus, again, asking for help or even seeking help when it comes to your mental health or mental counsel? I just recently this year started going to counseling. And uh, some of you all may have seen my post on IG or Facebook. Uh, that's one of the biggest and, and also uh, best decisions that I made personally for my own life when it comes to seeking out mental health just as much as my spiritual and physical health. And so I do suggest if you have not uh, considered that, definitely uh, think again, uh, because it's not about something being wrong with you. As a lot of my friends, uh, I, I call them ignorant because I keep it real with some of my friends. I'm like, you ignorant, bro. Are you ignorant, girl? Like if you are against receiving counsel or therapy, then again, I, I really shudder to think of how your your potential or future marriage with any spouse is going to look like, because. If you're not receiving counsel in your marriage, you're definitely not receiving counsel in your relationships. Then how are you going to be seeking professional help or someone else to assist you in navigating life and to also uh, progress through life? And so uh, I'm someone that definitely wants to see some some um, people and also my potential spouse value their mental health just as much as their spiritual and their physical health. And then last but not least, with physical health. Do you work out? Do you work out? Can you work out? Can you hang with me even if we're going on a walk in the park, let alone Stone Mountain going up the mountain here in, in Atlanta? Like, I'm someone who's always been in the sports from an early age. Uh, shout out to Wildcat Nation, uh, Willow Wildcats, and also um, in college, too. Like, my mom put me in sports from an early age. You don't have to play sports. But you definitely need to know about sports and also know about your your uh, physical health being important. You don't have to go to the gym every day. But is this something that you are progressing to working on your physical health? Because you can't be laid up um, with me in a marriage or, or with a lot of people nowadays and think that your health should not be taken serious because your spouse is going to have to suffer based off of your indecisions in making your physical health a priority. And so I, any of the, the women that I've talked to before, I'm evaluating that. How do they how do they um, prioritize their physical health, their mental health and also their spiritual health? Because all three of them align. One is not more important than the other because you you need all three to be successful. But how do you value your personal health? Also, character, character. What type of person are you? What are you about? Who do you what, what do you stand for? Where are you going? That's all um, the three things that I look for in character with myself included. Um, who are you as a person behind closed doors? Who are you as a person when the lights are taken off of you? Who are you as a person outside of work? Uh, what is your core being of who you are? And so character is super important. It's definitely one of my top five. That is number five. Uh, who are you as a character? Who are you in your character? And also, how do you value your character? Not how do your friends know you? How does even God know you? How do your parents know you? What type of relationship do you have with your parents, your siblings, your friends, um, your work, your work environment? What what things come to mind when people say your name? What associations or what characteristics do they have according to who you are? So that's what character. Legacy number six. Legacy building is king, as I like to say. What is your legacy going to be when you depart this earth? 
how are you going to be known? This is a key factor, ladies, especially if your man or your potential spouse or even your husband doesn't know what his legacy should be or what his legacy, what he wants it to be. I don't know what you were thinking when you undecided to marry or even get with this brother, because if you don't know what your what your husband or what your potential mates uh, legacy is going to be, then what it, what does that do for you? Where does that hold your family? How is your family going to be able to um, be led? Because if he doesn't know what he wants his legacy to be, not his family legacy, but even his legacy for himself, then how can you personally align or assist him in making sure to see your core values of what your legacy, what you want it to be is? And so legacy building is king. Um, I'm always someone that has said that I want to travel. I want to um, be able to enjoy culture abroad, even to possibly socialize and even um, um, educate my children, my future children abroad, at least for a few years when they are in elementary school. And so my legacy is going to be international bound. It's not just going to be U.S. bound. It's also going to be dealing with entrepreneurship because I don't believe that I should work a nine to five job for 40 years and and try to retire when there's not even going to be guaranteed retirement benefits for millennials or Generation Zers out there. So again, my legacy is going to revolve around those things. So if my spouse or my my potential mate or my uh, potential spouse uh, doesn't have legacies of thinking in the future with travel, international entrepreneurship, or even dealing with business and entrepreneurship, then they're not going to be the key the key person for me. Which leads to the next thing, travel. Number seven. Seven is a number of completion. Seven seven is a number of building. Uh, My seventh core value is travel. Do you have a passport? Have you traveled abroad internationally? I've been to Liberia. I've been to Costa Rica, Trinidad, Bahamas. I've been to uh, South Korea teaching English. Like if you can't travel, I don't know how you're going to be effective on a global scale, because that means that you are only boxed into the U.S. mindset of thinking. You're only bought into what Americans think. How do we do things in Atlanta? How do we do things in the U.S.? You have not seen this big and beautiful world that God has already created for us to explore, for us to navigate and for us to take part in. So if you can't travel, if you don't have your passport, baby, boo boo, or if you don't even know how to apply for your passport at the post office, then you definitely can't rock with this brother right here. And so I don't know uh, for some of the ladies uh, that that may also hold that as a high commodity for their men, but you got to be able to travel, y'all. Um, you need to see what this world is about, not try the food from Mexico, go to Mexico and try it uh, with the with the mom and pop shops that are in Mexico or even try try the Mexican food in Mexico. Go to Europe to try what Italian food tastes like instead of going to Olive Garden and getting that all you can eat uh, pasta bowl. Like go to the locations that you are experiencing their culture with to go to the motherland, go to Africa. Try uh, all the traditional dishes that are all embedded in all different cultural foods, especially in the West Caribbean. And so definitely, can you travel? How will you act when you travel? Do you want to travel? Those are key things, which number seven is my core value. Uh, eight is passion. What are you passionate about? We talked about this at the beginning. Uh, do you know what your passions and your talents and your giftings are? What thing can you do that is different from any other family member, friend or loved one or even confidant or associate stranger that you do with ease, that you do seamlessly? 
a lot of my friends and even clients that I work with, that's the first question that I'm asking them. Like, what do you want to do if you did not have to get paid for it? What would you choose to do lifelong? Like, what would you do long term if you did not have to get paid for it, but that you wanted to do this one thing? What is that? I learned that in Toastmasters from uh, definitely one of my mentors uh, prior, uh, Shani, Shani Brown. She gave a speech on this and shout out to the Knowledge Club Toastmasters here in uh, Marietta by the Big Chicken. Uh, she gave a speech on that. Like if you were called to do that one thing where you did not have to get paid for it, what would that be? If you are able to answer that, lucky you. That means that you need to be going after not just jobs, but going after volunteer positions going after a business idea surrounding that because that's a part of your passion sector you can have many passions but at the end of the day what is that one thing to you and so does this potential spouse know what she's passionate about uh nine and ten are one in the same um dealing with number nine is community uh, are you involved or in touch in touch with your community or do you go across to buckhead even though you live in cobb county or you live in in college park uh, do you know about what's happening in your individual community? Not just in the pocket, which is the street that you stay on. Uh, I grew up in, in Marietta, Georgia, here in Cobb County, but my mom always socialized me in the city of Atlanta. Um, we went to Alpharetta, Roswell, Sandy Springs area. Uh, I've been all over the map and playing sports with soccer and basketball and also handball and track growing up. But are you someone that is confined to your own pocket? Do you know uh, the up the up and down struggles of your community? Do you know um, even with homelessness, that's a big issue here in Atlanta. Do you know what's going on in the streets? Are you afraid to talk to people out in the streets or do you look down upon them uh, as many of society uh, does when you are, again, having to be in that community where that is happening? Are you someone that is volunteering? Volunteering is key and volunteering is king, as I also like to say. I've learned so much about the city of Atlanta and also been given access to events um, that I would never uh, pay for, let alone get, get able to be able to meet certain people that are attending these events just through volunteering. Uh, shout out to Keith Knows. Um, Keith Knows um, definitely is, is one of my mentors here in Atlanta. Uh, he's shown me uh, the importance of volunteering and giving back to your community. And so someone that I am going to be aligned with has to value volunteerism, service, community development. Uh, there's many organizations that I'm plugged into that do a great job with this. Hands on Atlanta. I was an AmeriCorps member um, here in, in Atlanta Public City Schools uh, a few years back. Uh, again, I've been involved in organizations, uh, National Urban League of Greater Atlanta, Young Professionals, RYP Chapter. Uh, they do a great job. Toastmasters International, they do a phenomenal job in getting out there in the community and putting their face out there to let people know that they're uh, doing some positive work. And even National Black Arts Festival and Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. I've been involved with many organizations, but these are the, the key ones that I definitely hold prideful and hold near and dear to me because they have you see what the heartbeat of the streets are. They have you see what the heartbeat of your community is. And you're not just talking about the issues or talking about what problems are going on. You're actually putting energy and effort to go and make sure you're doing your part to help in building up solutions to these problems. And so number nine and number 10 deal with community and service. If you're not serving others, 
you're you're again missing out on so many of the blessings and so many of the jewels uh, that God is wanting to show you. And so if you are someone that is not serving or volunteering, even outside of being a potential spouse or a potential mate, uh, again, you're missing out. You need to get plugged in, whether it's to your church, whether it's your local community organizations, even if it's you as an entrepreneur, if you're not involved with the with the chambers of commerce in your local city. Again, you're missing out on these networks, these opportunities to meet others that are just as committed and also just as passionate about things that you are passionate about. And so I suggest get off the couch, get off your backside and go out and help someone because you're you're not just the only one that needs help. And um, a proverb that I always uh, definitely try to revert back to when I'm getting selfish or when I'm getting beside myself is I think it's Proverbs 31, 22. Uh, I'll put the, the link to the proverb in the comments thread. But he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So even she who refreshes others will herself be refreshed. And so I've met a lot of people uh, within serving, even through Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro Atlanta. Uh, shout out to BGCMA. Uh, you meet so many people when you are serving. It should not be about the dollars or be about, again, the salary all the time. It should be about what are you doing for others and how are you sowing into others, even without getting anything back. Hands on Atlanta uh, taught me that also with AmeriCorps, do something good, give back. And so just to summarize again, before we close out my top 10 core values, uh, number one is excellence. Number two, faith. Number three, education and empowerment. Number four, health. Number five, character. Number six, legacy. Seven, uh, travel. Eight, passion. And number nine and 10, community and service. Those are my top 10 core values when it comes to aligning myself with a future spouse. Uh, they have uh, led me to successful uh, relationships and definitely will lead me to uh, my future spouse. But the question is, what are your core values? Do you even have core values? How are you going to hold someone else to the standard of a list? And that list is not necessarily your core values, queens or even kings that may be watching. That list is not necessarily aligning with where you are going to the future. It could be dealing with what is your list right now. I'm talking about this list of the 10 values that I just named is a blueprint to where I'm going for the future, not where I'm at in the present. This is a blueprint formula. We all know blueprints are used to establish the foundation of a house so that all the builders, the engineers, the plumbers, the electricians know exactly where everything goes in the house. But you are the house. You are the house. Do you know what design you want for your house? Do you know who is able to come in your house as your future spouse? If you don't have your core values of what you live by, then again, you're going to accept any old house or any old person to walk in your house. You might want them to take their shoes off when they get to the door. But you uh, because you don't have any core values, you're just going to let them run around your carpet with their muddy shoes uh, or their dirty shoes that they have on uh, because you didn't establish those core values up front to align who you want your spouse to be or even your mate or even those who are married right now. You may not even have core values for your, your husband or let alone your wife. And so this is key in order to establish your values. Family values are important. How you were raised may not be the same values of what you want for your children or for your family that you're going to be in. 
or your family that you're going to be involved in raising your own kids with. And so establish your core values, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been episode 60, aligning values for your future spouse. Just wanted to do a quick recap of, uh, again, this whole month we are doing uh, segments on family values. If you have missed any of the segments, uh, you will want to go back and watch uh, any of the episodes that you may have missed because there's a lot of jewels that you're missing out on this month that we are dropping uh, every single every single day, every single uh, week. Not every single day, but every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, this is only a special segment because I missed Thursday, but still wanted to drop the jewels for this week. Uh, but this whole month, we're talking about family values. If you do want to be married, uh, you will not want to miss some of the segments that we've recently done because we have talked to married uh, people and also married spouses. And, and um, we were even going to be talking to some widows. Uh, we talked to one uh, brother, uh, Brother Frank. Uh, who is a widow, but he's definitely um, aligned uh, his wife that passed away last year with core values that he uses to lead his own life. And so that has been uh, something that he has even been led by even now as being a widow. And so um, you won't want to miss these segments, especially if you are looking to be married. Uh, it's something that you need to hold valuable to you. Core values, family values, and personal values are the way that you will determine what your legacy is going to be. And so this is something that I suggest that uh, if you have not thought about, hopefully this has been a seed that has been planted. Uh, I'm your host, Julian Smartrimple. I know it's Saturday, so I'm about to get out of here, go hit the gym in a second before I go to the Veggie Taste um, Atlanta event. Uh, but just Wanted to give some quick highlights. Uh, thank you for those that have been tuning in. Uh, shout out to uh, Sir Keith. Shout out to uh, Mimi uh, uh, tuning in all the way from Kenya. Uh, that's one of my my uh, my people that I'm going to be having on shortly. Uh, definitely for a special Africa edition uh, for the motherland in Kenya. Uh, but nevertheless, we do have some events that are coming up, so you will not want to miss out on any uh, that we are having for September. Uh, if you have been following me on Facebook or IG. At Julian Smartrimple, um, you have probably already seen that we're starting up Financial Peace University classes uh, this fall. Uh, the dates are in October, um, so you will want to click on the link that I'm dropping in the comments section uh, to see what events that are going to be hosted uh, here in Atlanta uh, for Financial Peace University. Online classes is what we're doing. Uh, we're moving to uh, this online uh, portion of uh, people being able to get workshops, get access to courses and also classes online. So if you are uh, someone that is in need of receiving financial coaching, financial budgeting, or even if you are looking to eliminate debt, if you are someone that is making a decision that you don't want to have debt in your life anymore, you don't want to feel enslaved so that you can't travel that you can't spend the money that you would like to spend or purchase the things that you would like to spend without feeling guilty, that your credit card is being ran all the way up, that your student loans are burdening you, uh, that even uh, for your car, your car note is becoming uh, too burdensome for you to function, uh, you will want to take Financial Peace University. Um, 
I'm a firm proponent of it. I've been on my financial peace journey since 2015 and taking the class at Victory World Church where I go. Uh, but again, I'm doing independent classes that makes it more universal for no matter where you're at. Uh, you can take the classes or the courses online. And so uh, click on the link to see where it says get financial peace and, and lock the key uh, to getting financial freedom for your life so that you can live right now like no one else so that later on you can live and give like no one else. And so uh, definitely uh, look for those links. We also have some um, photo shoots coming up here in Atlanta. Uh, we'll be doing photo shoots in Chambly, Cobb County, uh, the city of Atlanta and also um, Gwinnett County. And so uh, if you are needing headshots for your business page, your LinkedIn page, your Facebook page, or even you're looking to just feel good about yourself, knowing that this is the fall season that we're stepping into, get your headshots. We are running a deal until um, this Tuesday, September 24th uh, for a discount rate. So you will uh, want to use the code royalty if you are in the ATL. Uh, I've already been posting on my Facebook and IG, so you won't want to miss that discount rate for the uh, flash sale we're running until the 24th on Tuesday this month. So definitely get your headshots, feel good about yourself, promote your business, uh, be business orientated uh, or be, be business oriented uh, this uh, fall season and this winter season, because we know that others are gunning for you. Uh, others are going to be marketing to have you um, purchase their products that they are selling. So make sure you're putting your best image and also your best face out there. I'm your host, King Jules. Uh, this has been episode 60. Hopefully I was able to, again, uh, inspire, motivate and also empower uh, some somebody today to find um, their future spouse, but also find their core values before they even look for their future spouse and also find what your passion sectors are so that you can meet your spouse or your potential spouse while you are doing what you are passionate about, what is your purpose and what is your mission to complete. And so uh, definitely watch the replay if you missed any of uh, today's segment. I'm going to be doing a watch party again on my page to go and tune in. Uh, but we'll see you on next Tuesday. Uh, we do have a Tuesday and Thursday segment and possibly um, another segment for Sunday of next week uh, happening to make up for some of the sessions that we missed at uh, Labor Day weekend or Labor Day week. And so uh, you will want to not miss Tuesdays and Thursdays at 730. Uh, we should be live no later than eight o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Again, make sure you are finding your purpose before you find your spouse. That's my final jewel. Find your purpose before you find your spouse, and then you'll be able to truly shine like the jewel you've been created to be. Again, I'm your host, Julian Smartrimple. Have a great weekend, y'all. Until Tuesday, until we meet again, y'all be safe, be blessed, stay hydrated, think H2, and we'll talk soon. Peace.